All right, my friends, welcome back to the Kokoro Movement Podcast. On this episode, we have Rodrigo Gallego. We had a great conversation. This guy is a personal trainer and a movement specialist based out of Southern California. I loved every second of this, and I hope you guys do too. But first, this podcast is brought to you by Megan Calloway's Ultimate Landmine Program. I just started it and I love it. If you guys have never used a landmine before, it's a very versatile piece of equipment. She has she covers every nook and cranny in this program so i highly recommend that you get it uh go to megancallowayfitness.com to check it out m-e-g-h-a-n callawayfitness.com and check it out and so without further ado rodrigo gallego here we go Brother, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good to see you. Good to see you, see you guys already. Huh? Long ago. I know. There's yeah. There, a lot has happened in two weeks, right? Like it's so two weeks already. Yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy, and so you know, just it's weird because that was like a really pivotal moment for me. You know what I mean? So like ever since I started as a massage therapist like four years ago yeah. that was a huge goal of mine was to teach and so mm-hmm. you know then i i uh climb over that hill and then there's this whole mountain in front of me and then i get home and then life happens and then you're just like off to the races again and now we're yeah. like trying to plan our second one and trying to get people to come to that so that's in uh, uh september here where i live in flagstaff arizona oh, so cool yeah so um you know and then yeah trying to get my gym together and Mm -hmm. yeah i heard that you move right you're in a new place now yeah yeah and so you know just trying to get it all together it's like just being an adult you know (laughs) yeah man it's only it gets only better it only gets better you're right it's only gets better that's right yeah yeah yeah. that's cool that you guys are doing another one over there that's pretty cool yeah, so then we're we're uh, tentatively planning some for next year also. Mm. Um, it's uh, yeah, it was really fun. That was such that was so much fun. Yeah, I wanted to tell you guys that you did. You know, it was so fast because we spent the time there, and then you know everybody went back to places and stuff like that. But it was really good. It was really very interesting. I'm like still with all playing with all that information and put it out there, and I feel like we learned so much but also that open up to so much more you know right. so it's like but i'm really really you know trying to digest and playing with that and putting it out there and i really love what you guys have done and yeah what i was thinking earlier today is I need to do level two you know because yeah. it's like it's like just open it up and then okay there's so much to keep digging there right um yeah this is really interesting to talk about. So then, um, 
so how much of it was applicable and how much of it was kind of too much? Uh, I think that when, when you are there, it all makes sense and it's all applicable, but then it's, it's short, at least for me, in order to start assimilating all of that, you know, and then because we keep moving forward and you right. can get more stuff and it all makes sense, but then, it, oh, wait, wait a minute, what, like, but I think that the manual helped because I came back, you know, and I started going again. I see, I remember this, okay, stuff like that. And for me, it was that, okay, I feel like I have an understanding of this. Now I'm going to put it out there. Right. What I, what I found, you know, right. and I've been using it every day since then. Yeah. That's um, awesome. And it's great. But then I start finding, oh, I don't know about this. I'm not so sure. I think I know, but it's yeah. well, you know. So it's like for me, it's opening up. Okay, but I want to go deeper into this because I found some stuff here. And I feel like just by having that and then being able to talk with you, with Andy and stuff like that, it really makes a difference. At least for me, is um, improving that area of what I do, which yeah. is key because we all know i try to you know my my people are like normally 40 plus yeah so there's all, a lot of compensations and muscles that don't activate or weaken muscles joints and they don't move all the way and being able to start finding those and then having some solutions or like a, or possible solutions i start playing with those. so that's that's great and i love it yeah, so that's that's the best part is that it's a practice, right? So, mm -hmm. and uh, what we tried to really do was give you the framework in order to kind of go have you go out there and start applying it, mm -hmm. not necessarily like master it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But just start applying it a little bit every day, and then you get better and better. And so, like you said, the 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 population of people that you're working with, a lot of them you know, um, and I can only speak from my experience, a lot of the people that are like late 30s, early 40s, kind of, you know, early 50s, they just haven't been moving their whole life. And so they have a long way to go. And there's a lot of uh, dark spaces in their brain map, like we talked about in the course, right? So it's just, you know, it's, it's, you know, how Andy's like gets super frustrated with like hypermobile people because they're really hard to work with, but that's almost the same thing as like people that haven't moved really for 50 years. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same thing where you're just like, God, you should be able to do this. And yes. so it's uh it's, it's such a interesting journey trying to figure out like what works for certain people and what doesn't, and then how to, integrate that like into a class format and make it kind of more individualized but like class what you know what i mean it's like yeah, it's, 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 it's passionate you know it's yeah. like so much to that and, and what you were saying there's a lot of people that are sedentary but for me also i have a lot of people that they move yeah right they're 40 plus they move their surfers or they play soccer or they play tennis or they run half marathon they do triathlons and stuff like that and it's almost even worse yeah. Because now they're putting all that training on a foundation that has a lot of little things. Yeah. So it's even like, okay, let's keep doing this, but we need to address this because, well, of course, my back, my shoulder, and, you know, all those little things that most of people, it's very rare to find somebody that moves 
uh, and doesn't have those little things, you know? Right. So it's nice to start looking a little bit deeper than just, you know, conditioning or getting it to move. And it's like, how can I help this person? So it can continue moving. It's great that it's like moving. That's great. Right, right. But it's not so fun when things hurt. And then they start going to, <clears throat> the thing is, well, I'm just old. That's yeah. how it is. And it's like, no, dude, that's not it, you know? I mean, it's yeah. part, but it's just a part. Right. And so, you know, like uh, uh, Dr. Andrea Ospina from FRC, like what he says is like squatting's not bad for your knees. Shitty knees are bad for your knees. <laughs> and so like what we need to figure out is why your knee is shitty. Right. Yeah, and then, yeah. so then it goes through like the whole process of like what we were talking about with like the, the global assessment and then the local assessment, mm-hmm. trying to figure out like where it's coming from. But you know, those, those, uh, those compensation patterns or those adaptation patterns that people had while they were running a marathon, while they were in their, you know, forties, you know, how many steps do you take in a marathon? A lot. Right. And then how many of those steps are dysfunctional or a lot of them. Right. And then, and then, you know, then they come to us and they're like, well, what do I do to fix it? You're like, Oh my God, you know, you have a long, you have a long way to go. And, mm-hmm. you know, because it took you this long to get this way, yeah, exactly. it's probably going to take you a lot longer to get back. And so, yeah. you know, that's a big frustrating part of my, my practice is, is mm-hmm. really explaining to people like how this works. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. you know, with like the, the neurokinetic therapy stuff, like the, the muscle testing stuff, like if you have like a neurological thing going on where your nervous system is confused on what muscles it should be using then that's really easy to clear and we can clear it right away but if you have a true like soft tissue thing or a true dysfunction it's going to take you a long time to get rid of it you know so i use you know like that that's why i went on that rant like forces the language of cells and movement is what we say right and so that's how we tell our body what to do and how to do it and so it took me you know, eight years to get a 500 pound deadlift from a 250 pound deadlift, you know, Mm -hmm. so it stands to reason that if you spent eight years creating this dysfunctional movement pattern, that it's going to take equally as long to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. So consistency, consistency, but try to, you know, do it with, with some fun, you know, thinking it's it's a good way. And it's like, and I don't need to give up. I, I don't need to accept that just because I'm getting old all this is going to hurt and I'm not able to do the sport that I like or keep moving. So I think in, in many ways, I always say that it's, you know, opportunities. Right. To keep doing what you're doing, but in a more efficient way. So then it can last longer. Right. And, you know, like you said, having fun, like making it to where people want to yeah. come in and do it. Yeah. So try That's to find that, that balance of we're correcting, we're helping, but we're also getting you in shape. You're right. going to look better. You're going to move better. But then hopefully my, my, my whole goal is for people to don't hate yeah. movement. I don't even like to call it workout because that doesn't sound right. You know, right. Work, we have plenty of work all the time. So come and move, come and play and change that relation of like, that's something that I know that I have to do, but it kind of sucks into like something that, man, I can't wait to go because that's the best part of my day. Right. And that is what I really try to bring, you know, let's come and have fun because right. movement is fun. Right. 
to be fun, or it has always been fun for us. But then, as we grow older, and we start getting away from playing into more working out, is when that becomes something with like some negative connotations. That is something right. that I have to do, but I don't really want to do because it's no fun. Right. You know. Yeah, and so that's uh, <clears throat> that's where I'm getting more now. Um, you know, because I, I did a lot of workouts, you know, I, I was training and I was competitive and <clears throat> working out because I had to, and because I needed to make these gains, but now it's just like, well, let's go see what my body can do today. And so, you know, my, uh, my old MMA coach started up a new jujitsu gym. So I'm going to go start training with him once a week. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I go, uh, bouldering once a week. I do, you know, just, you know, I'm going to go figure out what to do and then i go into the gym and i'm like hey what can we do yeah you know well what feels like my hips feel so, uh, sore and gnarly so i'm gonna do <clears> shoulder <throat> stuff and see what i can do with my shoulder stuff and and exactly yeah. yeah and so then it just you know translating it to where your clients are coming from you gotta remember you know that everybody starts somewhere and they gotta get to where they need to go somehow mm -hmm. and so you know, like when, you know, I have these, you know, I had a guy come in who had, you know, really bad low back pain mm -hmm. and started going through the motions of like how to, you know, like assessing his thoracic spine and his hips and none of that shit moved. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. And so once you get that stuff moving, mm -hmm. then those, those muscles that are around the spine become less atrophied and they start to get more blood flow and then they start to feel better because they're not starving of oxygen. Exactly. And so it's a, and you know, it's just weird because then I demonstrate what I want him to do mm -hmm. and then I watch him do it and I'm like, wow, like <laughs> I'm really moving pretty good, you know, <laughs> kind of yeah. a little confidence boost. That's <clears throat> really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's, uh, our oh man, we just jumped right in that conversation. Let's today. <laughs> I just was like, I just love talking, you know, with you. Yeah. 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 Uh, we can, yeah. I, I found myself, you know, that even in my classes, you know, that an hour long and it's rare when they finish in one hour because yeah. it's always more, it's always fun. You know, it's always fun and to keep talking and to keep moving, you know, when we start, then it's fun. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's, uh, before we start diving more, let's give uh, yeah. people a uh, introduction to who you are and, and where you're from and what you're okay. doing, and how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm from uh, Argentina. Okay. I'm originally from there. I lived there until I was like 20s, 20s, and then I was going to college. I was close to become a CPA. I was studying accounting and economics. I was a really good student always. I was really good at math. So I ended up going to that um, school. I was moving forward really well. But then I think it was about, you know, one thing maybe the weather. I live on a beach and yeah. I love the beach. I love to be outside. And where I'm from is called Mar del Plata. It's on the beach, but the summers are very short. Very yeah. short summers, and most of the year is cold and wet and hard. Yeah. And I was always riding my bicycle to college. Well, I needed to almost cross the whole town, but I was going my bicycle and waking up early and very cold. And then 
in the way back, even though it was a longer way, I will ride my bike through the coast. Yeah. And I will look at the ocean and say, man, it was cold and gray and rainy. And I say, at this same moment, somewhere else on the other side of the equator, people are just at the beach having fun and moving. And what am I doing here? Yeah. So those were one of the things and then other stuff. And then I start traveling. Yeah. Then I travel and I live in many different places from Central America, Caribbean, Europe, different places in the States. And then at the end of that, I was living in Mexico in Puerto Vallarta. I was teaching scuba diving there. I'm a scuba diver instructor besides other stuff. And then I met my wife that she's from here, from Southern California. And then we end up moving here. And now that has been, I think, 15 years ago. Okay. So a long time. Yes, that's a little bit of me. Yeah, and then just so, tell me if I go to different directions. As oh no, get mean. yeah, get after it. <laughs> I can I can talk for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. That's why I got you on here. Um, so um, yeah, CPA school compared to what you're doing now, that's a completely different. Yeah, thing. But you know what I just discovered, and this is only a few years ago. Yeah, when I was in in high school. I play sports all my life, since I was four. You know, in Argentina, we play soccer, we play tennis, and I was always moving, always. Because yeah. that's what we do, playing, surfing in the summer, being outside, playing. And that was what I enjoyed the most. And when I was in, in high school, we have a PE teacher, right? And PE was pretty much nothing, you know? He was just toss a ball, he was not really paying much attention to us. Some of us were able to move, some other ones were not able to move, but nothing was doing much about it. And I was thinking, this guy, we could be doing so much more stuff. Yeah. You know? and, and I remember that then I said, maybe I should become a PE teacher because this is what I love. Right. But then I didn't connect to that. I was really good at math. And you start thinking, you know, life needs to be more serious than just that. You know, it can't be like that. And I, some, some of my friends went to PE college and become PE coaches and instructors and teachers. But to me, that was so easy that almost there was no challenge. So I put myself in CPA economic school because I thought that's the way that I needed to go. And I never connect back to like, well, what I really wanted to do was a PE teacher. Right. But this I only realized after years and years and years. I said, well, that's what I like to do. I always wanted to do that. Right. But you know, life takes different directions and ways. And as you say earlier, then Life gets more serious, we become older, we have a life, and then all that is like far, long ago. Right. It, but, it's, but, yeah, so. It's so weird. You know, I've been, I've been really kind of meditating on that lately where, like, at what age is it, like, no longer acceptable to have fun and to play yeah. around? You know, because it's a, it's a societal thing where mm -hmm. it's just like, okay, you're done with this now. And now you are serious and you're an adult. Yeah. And it's still, it's like, why, why does that happen? Because then mm -hmm. that like takes people's spirits away. It takes their souls yeah. away. It takes their, like, you're literally saying, don't be happy anymore. It's no longer allowed. And you're like, yeah. what the, you yeah. know, like, what are we talking about? Playing and moving and having fun. It's a vital thing for humans. Right. And so, so if we remove that. That's removing a big chunk. You I say, okay, from now on, don't sleep anymore. And it's like, well, how are we going to function? Right. And in some degree, don't, don't have fun. Don't play. Don't do fun stuff. Don't, it's like 
almost saying kind of like that, right? Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> and it's it's uh, because once you start getting people like laughing and having a good time and, uh -huh. and messing around, then they start to move without pain and they start to move more fluidly and they're not as robotic and they're not as as serious. And it's actually way more beneficial for them to just kind of yeah. um, dust the life off of their shoulders, you know? Yeah, so for me, when I'm, when I'm teaching my classes now, if I see that they're laughing, they're having a good time, well, I, I, this is good. This is a yeah. good sign, you know? Besides all the other stuff that we're trying to do, but if they come and they're having a good time, and they say, oh man, that was great. That was the best part of the day. I wanna, you know, that is, okay, that's good. That's what I wanted to, to accomplish. I want people to, like we were saying, start playing again, start changing that relation with the moving in a good one and, and understand that it's much more than just, because it's kind of unfair to think of movement of exercising just and a way, as a way to lose weight or to look better. Mm. It's, it's almost unfair to, to movement, you know, to exercise. Right. And, and that's, that seems to be a human condition where we have to have parameters around everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, I was uh, talking to one of my previous podcast podcast guests and a friend of mine, his name is DJ Murakami and his uh, Instagram handles at strong camps. And that guy is such a, savage. Oh, I think I saw him. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Guy. Not, not very big. Right. And lives crazy. Oh, he's such a crazy uh -huh. ass. And so, you know, I was talking to him about the word functional and uh -huh. how we tend to kind of put that in a box. And it's really interesting that because he kind of shook my mind on that a little bit, because that's essentially like what me and Andy are trying to teach is like, here's this basic level of function that a person should do. And so he's talking about how it's you know, up to, it's up to you to determine what the optimal function is for your people and for yourself. Right. And so that could be different for just about everybody. And so, you know, then you, you know, one thing that we talked about in a little bit in the course and what I'm going to elaborate on now is, um, you know, the idea of sport versus training. And, you know, like if you're just training, then you're just doing whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. Mm -hmm. But if you're training for a sport yeah. like baseball or tennis or, or golf, then you're going to be dysfunctional depending on what your goals and your parameters are. But then like, yeah. but then it's like, well, that's my version of dysfunctional but for you if you're a golfer then it's completely functional because that's what you're training to do right yeah, and exactly. that's yeah, yeah yeah so that's what you're so then we need to stop taking making parameters on things and mm -hmm. and putting more of it towards where these people actually want to go you know what i mean because for you know you can't run 20 25 miles without being dysfunctional towards the end of that you can't do it but like you're not going to tell people to stop running and you're not going to tell them that they're dysfunctional because they are obviously functional because they're getting to the end of that run right mm -hmm. the yeah. body's adapting in a way to mm -hmm. make them get there and so you know then it's like the i don't know if i talked to you about this or not but that's just how humans work you know we need to have borders for things and so like one of the things that 
Dr. Andrea Ospina talks about in the FRC course is like how our biology just flows from one thing to the next, but humans create borders for stuff. Like if you look at like the, the difference between the quad and the IT band is the IT band just absorbs more load. So it needs to be thicker. So then it creates more stuff. Right. And so it's like the, the force is the language of cells and movement is what we say. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the reason why we determine that that's the IT band is we go into that cadaver with a scalpel and clear away a bunch of tissue until we see this clear border between the IT band and the quad when it really doesn't exist in your brain, your brain's just like, no, my, that's my leg and I need to move it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. so if we just start thinking like that as trainers and as, as uh, athletes mm -hmm. that are, that's our brain just needs movement solutions and we just need to make it feel safe, you know? Yeah. So, um, and then, so when did you finally start uh training full-time because i could go down that rabbit hole forever and i don't want to talk about yeah. that <laughs> yeah, no this is <clears throat> it's less now like i'm doing this full-time it's less than two years okay and so, so yeah. and so what i mean two years doing the barefoot mover stuff before okay i have taught many other things i'm i like to teach i like to be with people and it yeah. was always around the sports and movement right okay the and focus with this is being a little less than two years Okay. Um, and then, so what did you do right before that? Cause you just kind of, it's, you seem like the kind of guy that's just like, well, I'll just do this now. And, you know, and it, and it just kind of all revolves around people and just being outside. You yeah. Know? It's mostly done. I have done many things. And I, you know, when I started traveling from when I, when I left Argentina, my first thing was I was a, a tennis instructor. I played mm -hmm. tennis for many years and that was a very easy way to go around the world and find jobs, mostly in resorts, you know, yeah. where they need a tennis pro, and I was just going there, and then open up. But then I end up with that, I end up moving to Cozumel in Mexico, that I didn't know, they were opening a resort, and I need a pro, so I went there. When I got there, I figured out that that was one of the best places in the world to scuba dive. Mm. I didn't know that. So I fall in love with, with diving. So then I become a scuba diving instructor. So I started teaching that too. And, and then it continued many different. So, and then I work a lot of, then I opened some businesses too. I'm pretty entrepreneurial. So yeah. I opened some business and stuff like that. But I was always feeling like there has to be more, you know, yeah. there's nothing of that was really fulfilling me all the way. And I never really think so much about, you know, just going and doing something that just for the money, it was never very interesting to me. Of course, we need money, but I know that there was something a little bit deeper, you know, in, in a way that I can be myself and bring what I have to say and to do, and then hopefully be able to make money with that. That was something that was always, you know, in the back burner and, I, I wish I can find that. I wish I can find that because I'm very passionate. I have a lot of energy and stuff like that. But I wasn't finding where to channel all of that. And now I'm very happy that this Barefoot Movers is, is becoming that, you know? And it's start with movement, but as I always say to the ones that come, sometimes it's, you know, the first domino. 
you know, getting people, because I'm, I'm always very like a health guy. You know, I like, I like to move, I like to be healthy because I know how, the, how important that is. So always I've been, you know, coaching people, suggesting friends, family, how to like take care of themselves, how to do this, how to do that. And that is what comes to me. And sometimes movement, you know, if you start moving and that start feeling good, then you want to do more. And then it's, okay, well, what's next? And then you have more energy and then you start feeling, oh, I, what about the way that I eat or how am I sleeping or how I'm taking care of this, how I'm doing that. So then it's go into much deeper area or more like holistic. To me, what I'm doing is barefoot movers is calm. Let's start moving and let's see what that opens up to. And I can be there to just to guide, you know, more like a friend, you know, I, and I really enjoy that. Right. So that's essentially what we do. And that's what I try to uh, educate a lot of my clients on is that I'm just here for to guide you in the direction mm-hmm. that you need to go to accomplish your goals. I'm not doing anything for you. I'm not yeah. making you stronger. I'm not making you fitter. I'm not making you eat better. You're doing all of that. I'm just mm-hmm. showing you how, you know, yeah. and, and so if you make your business about people and optimizing their life and making them better then you know, <clears throat> money is a fortunate byproduct of that. And then yes. because it's, it's, and it's interesting because then your life is so much more fulfilling because you're actually helping people accomplish these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then movement is in, is the, the precursor and also the ultimate test of uh, whatever we're doing is working. Is that working? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. if it's not, if they're moving worse, then we need to adjust some things. If they're moving better then we're doing good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. That's like that's something that we try to to um, to talk about in the in the workshop was um, you know there's there's levels to everything right and so if people are getting better then they're getting better mm-hmm. and there's always a better best. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so like whenever you feel your best, there's always another level of that that you can attain, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just trying to get people moving in that direction. And no matter what you do, you're affecting that somehow. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so no matter what you do, you're doing good. And so that's kind of what we um, tried to partake on people at the, at the, the workshop, especially is, is, you know, this is a journey, not a one-stop shop. Yes. You know yeah, what I mean? That's why, you know, that's how it is, the journey. It's, it's like, you know, how often do you brush your teeth? You right. know, how often, you know, you wash your car, you change the oil, you know, we, are, we take care of the thing, you take care of your house. And what about the body? I feel like all, people only connect to that when something is hurts or something doesn't function again. And they really, some people go through without even noticing that. But when it really, oh man, now my knee doesn't bend or, okay. The end of a very long process that right. we will not paying attention. And, and it's something that, then when I start having more time with them, this is, a, this is something that we do. We move all the time. Yeah. You just start including movement through your life. It doesn't need to be a heavy workout or anything. Just include, start checking in with your, 
joints, you know, here and there. Put some weight, move around, move differently. I have fun with that. Right. And so then it's the, the, the part that I've been struggling with in my own practice is how mm -hmm. to bring that to their awareness. And I think the car analogy is good because I used it a lot, but not in the right way. And so like, as far as like my massage practice goes, like yeah. if you treated your car, like you treated your body, then you'd have a blown out engine all the time. Yeah. I have people that come to me like once every 16 months or something. And I'm like, if you change your oil that often, yeah. your car just be garbage. Yeah. And so why are you treating your body like that? Well, it's there's so many people that say, when was the last time that you, you took a massage or got a massage? Right. right. No, never. I don't do that. It's like, okay, a chiropractor adjust? No. Well, come on. You know, it's like you need to take care of those things. Of course, then your back hurts and the shoulder doesn't move. I mean, it's, it's basic maintenance and, you know, and bringing that to their awareness. Some people look at you like surprise. What are you telling me? Like they don't know. Yeah. Like it sounds weird. It's like, no, we don't do that. It's like, well, it's important. <laughs> right. And so, you know, I'm actually a really good example of it. Like, you know, I've been spending the last like four years of my life and the first four years of this business, like educating myself and really working hard on getting my knowledge to a level that I feel is acceptable to where I can optimally help people the best way that I can. Mm -hmm. And so then my health took a back seat. And yeah. so, you know, I've gained like, you know, 20, 30 pounds in the last four years, because, you know, going back to the car analogy, I just been putting regular unleaded in my engine. Yeah. And, you know, now my shit's all gunked up. But, yeah, then, well, you know, I, me leading by example, I got to, you know, start putting more high performance fuel in my body and I have to start, you know, changing the oil on a regular basis. And I have to start, you know, I have to start moving better and, and making my engine run better. And it's just, you know, so I've been really trying to lead by example with that, especially after that workshop. Yeah. It's, it's important to keep, to pay attention to that because we put so much out there, you know, you give yourself, I, I put myself out there in all the classes and all the type of I'm teaching, I'm moving, and you get so much energy. And then you need to take care of yourself, you know, because yeah. then you, you, you start running empty. And that's like, and, you, and I feel it too. Sometimes they're like, I'm doing too much. And I don't feel so, you know, I, I'm, I'm not moving the same. I, I feel tired. I start having some aches too. And I think we need to pay attention to that. Sometimes that helps having, you know, have a really good friend. Julie, she's a coach too. And we kind of like, keep checking on each other, you know? Yeah. Okay, okay, maybe it's time for you to go and get a massage. Maybe it's time for you to do a, an anti-recovery day. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's uh, the age thing I think is really interesting because you see like all these Asian guys that are like in their early 80s doing like bar muscle ups and shit. And you're just like, <laughs> you know, so. I love that. I love that. Right, me too. And it's, so it's like, what are you too old for? Yeah. So like, you know, be specific because you're, yeah. you're not too old to stop moving, but you are too old to stop deadlifting 500 pounds. You know what I mean? Yes. You probably don't need to do that. And yeah. so, yeah. you know, I probably got another uh, five years of like heavy deadlifting in me, but I'm not going to deadlift that heavy anymore. Yeah. But like that for me, like that deadlifting heavy and that squatting heavy, that's like putting money in the bank. You know what I mean? That's, mm -hmm. that's like building up 
that bone tissue that's building up that muscle that's building up those ligaments and tendons so that when i'm 80 or 90 i can still do whatever i want to do yeah and so that's like you know like i said in a post a couple weeks ago that's like that that's the retirement plan for your body yeah i saw that yeah yeah not for me something that for me is kind of hard to do you know yeah i've never been like a lifter and i can be completely fine but i know that is something important to do yeah uh, at least once twice a week being able to lift some heavy stuff right you know? and so that's I, do that. like, I need to pay attention to that because it's very easy to skip that part <laughs> right and so that's like uh and it's easy to do you know that's why like there's a lot of runners that just run and then like somebody like me all i do is lift when i should be running you know yeah. what i mean so it's all like a balance of whatever you like to do in kind of combination with stuff that you don't like to do you know yeah. what i mean so like you know riding the bike or you know, going out and like playing basketball or like, you know, those aren't yeah. things that I enjoy, but they're necessary yeah. because those are, that heart is a muscle that's really important as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And variety of different stuff. And keep, keep being a beginner, which is also sometimes hard, you know, especially as you grow to start at something that you're really bad at. Right. Know? And I feel yeah. there's so much opportunity there and to put yourself in places that, oh my God, I'm such a beginner. Right. And oh. so, <laughs> you know, when we were doing the outline for that workshop and I was out there staying at Andy's house, we, you know, baked our brain for the first like half of the day. And then he was like, let's go play basketball. And I was like, okay. And that was something where I was like, God, I am so bad at basketball. <laughs> like, I probably made like, 17 out of 200 shots in an hour and i was like holy shit and i just immediately went home and bought a basketball you know and like be and you know like the bouldering thing like i'm not great at it but the Mm -hmm. prerequisite strength and mobility that i built over time translates really well like obviously i have a lot of skill acquisition that i need to do with that but i'm still Mm -hmm. i'm i'm good enough to have fun at it but yeah. the, the basketball thing, I'm just like, holy shit. And then, there, you know, there's this like five or six year old kid that's just mm-hmm. going onto the court and sinking all these shots. And I'm like, oh, God, but, I, but I think like by doing those things that we don't tend to do often and we feel like we're such a beginner, I think that's a way for me to stay young in the spirit. Right. Of like, oh, man, I don't, I, I don't know how to do this. What I do is so bad. Right. And so, it gets me so engaged because it's how, I mean, you can completely just go away and look to the other side. I don't even go and touch a basket because I'm so bad and I feel ashamed. An adult, I cannot do that. That can be one way, right? Right. But the other way would be, man, there's so much to gain there. Right. I can go there and have a great time and be learning and be learning and be bad, but incorporate new patterns and connect to my body in a different way. Amen. Make sure that, you know, I have different connection with the ball. And then you're going to conquer that. Sooner or later, you're going to become a much better basketball player. And then you're going to say, okay, what is next? Right. But then that's the ego, right? That's yes. the ego just yes. <laughs> like how irresponsible it is, is it of us to just think that we're experts at everything? You know what I mean? To just yeah. think that we're just yeah. going to go just be amazing at whatever we try. Yeah. And, you know, and it's hard, you know, it's hard yeah. to, uh, but it's also, I think when we teach and I try to do that, to put yourself in the student and go yeah. and do stuff that, and it's like, you have to be like older when, you know, they cannot do stuff or don't understand because 
we're always teaching or we're always showing, but what happens when you are there and really you're having a hard time? Yeah. And if and and you're an adult, that doesn't, even in kids, it doesn't yeah. feel so good, you know? No. So and then I think it, it makes you a better teacher when you can connect to that. Right. And so that guy, I think, goes back to, you know, when you were a kid, you know, like especially me, I wasn't very naturally athletic. I really had to work really hard at it. And so, you know, as a kid, like that, that's where a lot of that bullying came in. So then that's where all the shame comes from. But, yeah. you know, because there's these kids that are naturally athletic and then they always get picked for the basketball team or the yeah. football team or whatever. And then you're last picked and then you suck at it yeah. and everybody makes fun of you. And so it's yeah, just that can be so hard for kids. It is still like that. You know? Oh, man. And humans are so weird. Yeah. We're so weird. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And yeah. so it's man, it's that. But I think it's so important, especially as you get older, to go and learn new stuff, because then that starts to, you know, reinforce your brain and and you know it's like the brain plasticity thing the more you learn the better you get regardless of how difficult it is especially when you get older because it's gonna it's a lot harder for me to learn basketball now than it was when i was 15 years old you know what i mean so it's like that's what is such a bummer too when you see the kids becoming so specialized at such a little age or nothing at all i've or, seen that, that's the that's Worst case scenario, right? But then you have the other one that they become so specialized in one sport, hoping to either go to college or become professional or something like that, but it's such a small amount. And then I think you're wasting so much that opportunity to, to include or to add much more variety to your movement and feel confident in many other different fields, and not just in one. And then when that, then you become good at one, and then we say the ego comes and then I don't want to go and try something else because I'm going to be really bad at it. And you hear with the coach uh, soccer for kids too in some of the seasons. And it's like, they're so afraid, you know, to go and put themselves. I probably was like that when I was that age, right? Yeah. Yourself into something like, if I'm good at this, I'm going to stay here. You're not going to move from here because here give me a sense of pride and I feel comfortable and this is who I am. But if I go and try that, and I'm that bad, that doesn't feel good. And I think it's important for us as an adult to talk to the kids that way. It's okay yeah. to be bad. It's great to be bad. I, you're putting yourself in that opportunity to keep evolving, to keep growing, and we learn from all different stuff. Right. And from there, also improve your movement in, in your if you want. You know, like it all adds. Right. And so that's where like, there's a benefit to CrossFit initially because, yeah. Yeah. you know, once they start CrossFit, they've never done any of that before. Yeah. So their body responds yeah. really quickly. Yeah. The problem is, is once they've done it for like three to five years, then their body starts to taper off and then they're just like, holy shit, I'm really bad at this all of a sudden. I'm like, no, yeah. you just learned it to the point where you are going to make small incremental changes over time. Yeah. You know, so then it gets to the point where, you know, if you add like, you know, five pounds to your clean and jerk over the course of a year, you're doing really good. But like, you know, it's, uh, it's so interesting. Cause I had, I coached a, um, uh, uh, a youth baseball team for a while. And like, just even having them do like a lunge, I was just like, these kids are 10 and 11 and they can't lunge. 
Like yeah. what is going to be, what's that going to be like when they're 20? You know what I mean? And then, um, so once you start kids, this, yeah. yeah. I have kids that age and then you see why that is happening, you know, is there's so much less opportunities of movement nowadays. Yeah. You know, and kids get busy and then maybe some of them get into one sport, but that's it because there's no more time. And then, you know, they need training, they have practice, they have game, they have tournament and the tournament after the tournament and they just do that. And besides that, you know, what there's, it's not like, I mean, I don't know the way that I grew up, I was outside all the time. Well, you, me too. Yeah. And it was, you, you know, bicycle, you, were climbing, you were throwing rocks, you were doing all of that and then doing your sport too. Now, yeah. It's nothing. And so we didn't have any distractions when we were younger. So like, no. you know, I grew up when there was like Saturday morning cartoons and that was it. Yeah. And, you know, maybe there was a show that you wanted to watch, but your parents pretty much like took over the TV. So, <laughs> you know, you were like, you were outside doing stuff, you yeah. know, and I lived, uh, I lived, out in the woods with a bunch of pine trees. So like one thing that my dad did, he made me like a plexiglass sword and mm -hmm. I would go out there and just beat dead limbs off of trees all yeah. day. You got me for hours, right? Hours. Yeah, just all day and climbing trees and, and you know, like you said, riding your bike and then you'd have to go find your friends and do all this crazy so stuff. All that was teaching you how to move. You were learning how to move there without a coach. And the best coach is your body. Right. Using all, there's nothing more functional than that. You were doing all of that, and you were really assimilating all those moves over and over. That doesn't really happen much in a natural way today. Yeah, and you know there there's so much more distractions for kids nowadays, especially mm -hmm. with their phones and their their video games and and computers and all kinds of shit. Like, it's hard, and then and then to learn something movement wise, you need to put energy and time. Right. And now they want the, the instant reward, you know, like that's too hard. That's too long. It's like, yeah, so it's, hard. it's hard for the kids now. Yeah. I'm taking a, speaking of instant gratification, I take, I'm taking a, a education course in November called the clinical neurodynamics. And it's basically like how the nerves move through the body and mm -hmm. essentially um, how to manipulate the body in such a way to where those nerves move better. Because a lot of, in, you know, a lot of pain in like the elbow or the shoulder or the hip or the back is because that nerve can't glide through the tissues like it should. And so I'm going to go learn how to do that. And so I want to study up on it. So I bought that guy's book, but it's coming from Europe. But I ordered it from Amazon. So when I get stuff from Amazon, I expect it to be here two days. <laughs> you can't wait. Yeah. And then so. What's going on? This is unacceptable. Yeah. So then I get like my, I get my order and it's like, oh, this is going to come in the middle of next week. I'm like, no, no. I ordered it from Amazon. I expect two day shipping. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. we're all the same. Yeah, and, so, we are so, and that way, and, and that is so good in one way, but that is also kind of driving us crazy. We're losing right. patience. Everything needs to be right now. Everything is urgent. The results need to be right now. And, and I think that in the big picture, I don't know if life is getting much better. Right. And so you know, another, another yeah. thing that I'm really bad at is animal flow. <laughs> you know, so like when me and Andy are talking, like I'm more of the hard style, like the FRC, like this is yes. what the joint should do. And yeah, this is how you need to move it. You know what I mean? And then, you know, he's more of the soft style, which is more of the flowy type of stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, I start to realize that I'm really, deficient at the flowy stuff which makes me an incomplete human i should be able to do we should both be able to do 
hard and soft styles yeah. of training. And so, you know, that's something I've been working on a lot over the last couple of weeks after that course is, is really just working on animal flow. And it's like, a oh, that's cool, man. Man. it's that's something cool. that I suck so bad at. I wish I was there with you and we can just move together. Absolutely. That'd be the I optimal way to flow 24 seven. You know, I love it so much. Right. And I can do FRC all day. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, I like both. I love the stuff that you do with FRC is something that it really talks to me because yeah. having that in your toolbox and being able to really get those joints to move and recover that and even doing stuff with you, which I found some like dark spot, blind spot. I was like, whoa, I got no idea. You right. Know? I think so, there's a lot of value in that. Right. And so there, and I, there's a lot of value in the flowy stuff because yeah. I don't have that either. And yes, yeah, so I feel like that, that's what we need to like keep pushing ourselves in being completely open. Right. I feel when one of us or anybody is feeling, oh, I have all the answers or this is how it's supposed to be. I think that person is missing out. Yeah. And so, you I, know, that's, that's a culture that I'm trying to create here in, you know, this little town of Flagstaff, Arizona. There's not, there's not a whole lot of community here like there is in Southern California, which mm -hmm. is why I'm so drawn to it and why I, yeah. I go out there so much is because like me just being associated with Andy, I, move, I meet so many amazing people, you know, and, and then I come back to Flagstaff and everybody's just kind of like stuck mm -hmm. in their way. And it's really like, I feel like I'm on an island for the most part. So I'm really yeah. trying to break down those barriers and just show yeah. people that there's... Well, I think that's a big opportunity there for, for them and for you to like... I mean, we need to, to speak our truth, right? And, yeah. And people will say, well, whatever. Maybe later they will start realizing, oh, maybe I should listen to Jesse. Now I want to do what Jesse is telling me. I'm going to join Jesse. Yeah. You know? But sometimes it's hard because it takes, takes a while for people. We'd like to like categorize and this is good this is not good this is what i do this is what i don't do Something like that it's like why yeah so that's why? it but I, my brain doesn't think like that i just fucking yeah. do stuff i just do yeah, it i think that's the way to keep evolving mm. to keep learning right and so that's like and so that was like your that's like your story right and that's why i think we connect so well is because you're just like well you know the cpa stuff is bullshit i'm gonna go do other things and then you're like well what did you do well i did whatever kind of i needed to do to get to where you know tennis didn't work here so then i did scuba diving and then that didn't work here so i did this and you know so that's like and so but that's a great way to look at your practice also right is like the same way staying that you, open staying yeah. open staying open and staying like curious you know it's like what is jesse doing i want to know what jesse's doing and i want to you know, that's why like, I'm drawn to you too. It's like, what are you, I'm curious about what people are doing because I feel like there's not enough time for so much stuff that there is out there to learn. Right, there's so there's much stuff. So much cool stuff. And some stuff that we avoid, we don't even know that exists and it's right. out there. And then there's people developing new stuff. And then there's, there's the people that are studying the stuff that they've already taught and making yeah. it better. You know, yeah. so there's like so, there's so many, there's so many opportunities for learning. Yeah. And so that's, you know, man, I was so, that's one of the things that I was so grateful to, to teach that course was just because of all these people from all these different mm -hmm. um, movement practices that I get to meet. And, and yeah. I learned from every one of you and, and every question that you guys asked me just 
made me think about and look at it from a different lens, which is so incredibly important. And, you know, that's like one of those things like where, you know, a big part of me wishes that I lived in Southern California so that when you're like, Hey, let's work out. I'm like, yeah, let's go. You know? So then, you know, and, but that it's, there's, there's just so much opportunity out there that, and, and people are just so stuck with this fear of failure. And like I said, in a, in a post the other day, like it's just test and retest, you know? So that was like your life your, you started so many businesses to where you're just like, well, that didn't work. Okay, let's go do this now. And so you got to think about your, your practice that way as well, because if shit doesn't work, just do stuff that you know that works. And, yeah. you know, and that's how my brain works as far as my practice goes. And that's why, you know, Andy and I wanted to make something that was so, you know, easy to integrate because, you know, there's a, a lot of these courses, they just dump a bunch of information on you mm-hmm. and then the end of the course and you're like, well, shit. But then yeah, that's, that's one of the problems now days too, like the overwhelm of it. Right. And then maybe we can get caught up in all of that and then almost paralysis of analysis. So for me, it's, yeah, there's a lot of good things, but also what is the most important thing? You know, let's keep it simple. Let's keep it simple and then build from there. But it can be like, there's so much. And I'm like that. I want to learn everything. But it's okay, well, what I mean, you know? Right. What is really yeah. important here? And, like, what is, and also, I'm, one of my things, I'm very minimalistic. You know, I'm very simple. So yeah. I like all my sessions and everything to keep it simple too. I don't like, I feel like sometimes even with fitness, it has become really complicated, you know? So it's like, Almost for somebody is out there, it's like, oh, that's my life is already complicated. Right. So I like to bring this is simple. You know, this is simple. Let's come play and move. You know, yeah, there's so much more, but at the beginning, it can be simple. It can be, you know. Right. And that's something that we really tried to bring to the course was like we would we give you like a lot of really in-depth information, but then we're just like, if that shit hurts and it's because it's not moving, so move that shit. That's like what you do. You know what I mean? And so if the ankle doesn't do this, figure out the best way to make the ankle do that. And, and, you know, we're going to give you like the, the best knowledge that we know how, what the ankle's supposed to do, how it affects all this different stuff and how it moves from this to that or whatever. But the reality is, is this is what it's supposed to do. Does it do that? Yes or no. You know what I mean? And, and this is how the person's supposed to move. Are they moving weird? Yes or no. Then how do we make them move optimally and safely? And, you know, it's, it all just boils down to that. But then, you know, we have the, the education to back it up. So then we can point you in directions that you guys need to go. Yeah. Yeah. It was all that stuff was very, very useful. And, yeah. And you keep showing the different ways. And like you were saying, you know, those, rabbit holes you yeah them? rabbit holes yeah rabbit holes you know yeah and that, that's what it is you're gonna go deeper there's a lot to go in that direction too but then there's other hole here so yeah. you know which one do you want to go or maybe now go for this one and go as deep as you feel like you need to go yeah then like the frc stuff like i think yeah. that as far as somebody like you like i think that you know taking the frc course is going to be a big game changer for you and then also taking the next step, which would be like a kin stretch class, which is, you know, what I put everybody through on the second day is, yeah. is, is kin stretch, which is FRC in a group class format. And then if you can combine that 
with your animal flow and then what you're currently doing to create your own unique thing, then mm -hmm. that would ju then you're just off to the races. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that, you know, like that NKT stuff. So, you know, I heard an interesting question mm -hmm. on a friend of mine's podcast where he said the, what are the most, what are the top three most important courses that you've ever taken? And so for me, it was uh, neurokinetic therapy, the muscle testing stuff. And then it was FRC. And then um, it was um, the uh, functional health solutions with uh, uh, Dr. Perry Nicholson and Stuart Galepsi. And so mm -hmm. those, those three courses gave me such a solid understanding of how the human body functions that I was able to implement all that other stuff that all those other courses that were fun, but they mm -hmm. weren't like critical to my understanding. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, those three, I, nice. I think are just so imperative. And yeah, uh, I think, it, I think in that way too, I think, you know, keep adding tools, you know, yeah. having all these tools that then you apply with different people at different moments. And that's why I say stay open and keep adding those because then you can use them. You use right. them one, you use the other one and be open to keep learning. And looking. So maybe sometimes we're missing something. We feel like, okay, I don't know this. Where can I find that? That's, I think, how you follow your path, right? You start finding, well, how can I help this person? Well, with these tools that I have, maybe, but maybe there's another tool out there that is better. And I know that you go after that. Right. And so then that's a really important thing to say, because like, especially when it comes to movement is the same way that it comes to your practice. The more tools that you have, the more solutions that you have. And if you're a specialist, then you don't have adequate tools to run a, when you run across somebody that you can't figure out. Yeah. That's why I think it stayed open or staying open, you know, is the key to be able to keep getting more solutions or having more solutions in your toolbox. Right, because you know, if you if your body only knows baseball, then that's all it knows. Yeah. And if but and so that's how my brain is. So like, if I have an understanding of neuromuscular um, connections, and then I have an understanding of how the joints are supposed to work, and then I have an understanding of developmental kinesiology patterns, and then I have an understanding of like functional medicine, then it all comes together into this practice that makes people better. Whereas if I'm just only FRC, then that's all I am as FRC. Yeah. And then, so when somebody doesn't need FRC, they need something else. And I'm like, well, shit, I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, man, what a great conversation. <laughs> always, always good, man. Always really enlightening, yeah. interesting. So what are the, what are the most three most important courses for you so far? Well, for sure. The ones that I did with you guys is yeah. up there because yeah. I feel like talking about tools, you know, was something that maybe I was missing. Yeah. Or, or, or I guess it opened the hole, the rabbit hole, and said, okay, I want to go more because I'm simple. I want movement. I want right. people to move, right? That, and I'm really good at getting people moving and motivating them and connect with them to the fun of moving. You guys are connecting to that. But then you have them, they're moving, and then, man, I want this person to be able to move better. They start, right. You know, you see them. And it's, okay, how can I help this person? Right. Oh, my, my knee hurts. Or my, you know, this is my, my shoulder, my this and that. Okay, I know there's imbalances there. I know there's some compensations. How can I help them 
correct that while we're moving, while we're having fun, but helping them instead of maybe deteriorating them more, right? right? Don't yep. be a liability, right? <laughs> because so I think that, you know, since I met Andy, I haven't, I met Andy before you, I saw so much value on he was, what he was doing. Yes. So as soon as he said, oh, I'm going to be doing this uh, workshop with Jesse, I said, I'm there. Yeah. Because I know that that is key because, yeah, you get people to move. They move better. They, they run better. They jump better. They can climb a tree now. They can, you know, throw something. Right. My population is 40 plus. And yeah. all of them, either sedentary or they have been doing a sport, you know, they're stuff. And I want to help them. Yeah. You know, I want to be able So your workshop was one of them for sure. And, and to me, it's like, as, as I say, when is level two? <laughs> yeah. You know, because I love that, that, that hole, you know, that rabbit hole. I want to go deeper, you know. Yeah. I want to keep learning because I see so much value in that, in this helping me people move better. Not just move, start moving get fit, but being able to keep that, because for me, it's always in the long term. I think yeah. it's very easy to get people fit weekly and just make them lose weight and look better, but that's the short term doesn't excite me. Yeah, you know? so the, the infinite progression. Yeah, because for me, it's like, I'm always like, when I say, for me, it's like, I want to be 90, and if I want, I can go surf. Yes. You know, that's, that's my goal. I say, well, that's crazy. But I see a lot of people are 90 and surfing. At the same time, I see a lot of people are 90 and they can barely sit or get up or move around. Right. And uh, I, I putting think us, that's... yeah, putting us out aside, of course, accidents and sickness, that difference between the 90 that cannot move, cannot even take care of themselves or the one that can go on surfing. I think it has to do with what we were talking earlier about that daily maintenance. Right. So what do we do? We are right now the reflection of everything that we do, or we have done all these years. Mm-hmm. So, and that makes it even more important when we pass 40, 50, 60, you know? And again, we can go, oh, I'm just getting old, or I can, okay, let's do stuff. Yeah. So I'm really into that. And what you guys do, it really fits into that. Because if I can correct the way that you're, or help you, move better at your joints and working in sync and we're activating and using the muscles that we need to use, then that movement is going to be more efficient. And if your movement is more efficient, you're going to be able to keep moving. And then if you keep moving, then you can be an idea going surfing. <laughs> right, right. So you guys is for sure. Then I need to say I have a, a I love animal flow and that has, you know, as I say, I'm minimalist. So being able to move anywhere with nothing, that talks a lot to me. So being able to build stability and mobility and have fun and anywhere. So that's a, a big one for me too. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up because we... <laughs> we uh, about, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so where can people find you? Well, I do... Most of the stuff at Barefoot Movers uh, on Instagram, at okay. Barefoot Movers. And I'm on Oceanside. It's like just a little bit like 40 minutes outside San Diego. And I do most of my sessions at a local park, Buccaneer Beach Park, which is a really cool place. We have nice trees, beautiful grass. 
coffee place that they make really good uh, burritos and bacon and good coffee. And across from that is the beach. So what I do most of the time after the end of, like if we will come to one of my sessions and make sure that you bring a swim to another tower. Because chances are we're going to go and jump in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's a cool down. That's my cool down. We cool down, we jump, go jump in the ocean. Yeah, I like so, it. Yeah, and I would love for you to come. I'm, I may go and visit you sometime over there. Absolutely, so you, yeah. You don't feel so lonely and we do some, some flow and then you make me lift. A hundred percent. Man, thank you so much. I really enjoyed the conversation. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you for inviting me. It's always a pleasure. And I hope there was something interesting there. Absolutely. Um, and then last thing, you pronounce your last name uh, Gallego, right? Gallego, yes. Okay, well, cool. In Argentina, we will say Gallego. Gallego. But okay. here in the States, we say Gallego. Okay. So people will like, understand them more. Right on. Sounds good, my friend. All right. Thank you so much for the conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jesse, very much. Keep doing what you're doing and looking forward to see you soon, either there or here. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk soon.